0: Welcome into Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on 630 WLAP in Lexington, the home of the cat.
1: And I'm Kyle Tucker, a longtime Kentucky B-writer, coming to a new website near you very soon. Uh, And driving back from Memphis, Tennessee right now, talking to Curtis on the
0: phone. If it is a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, we're going to talk about it here on Locked On Kentucky. And it doesn't matter, holiday or not. Kyle, that's why you're doing this on your drive back because we gotta we gotta talk about some football today. We're gonna break down the game overall. We're gonna um, the quarterbacks, the running backs. I think are probably the two most interesting position groups. And then I think at the very end, I'm gonna play a couple clips from a couple people because I found them kind of interesting. Um, so let's just start out with the biggest thing, I guess everyone's discussing the quarterbacks. Kyle, what were your thoughts overall on those guys?
1: Well, that was uh, not uh, wholly inspiring. I don't think. Uh, obviously, a lot of turnovers. Uh, Terry threw a couple interceptions. Uh, you know, I think one of the one of the turnovers at least was not really his fault. Um, but uh, and, and played better in the second half. Gunner obviously let him on the the touchdown drive. Threw a nice touchdown pass um, um, when Terry got injured briefly. Um, sounds like the injury thing is not a concern going forward, but um, the bigger concern is I'm not sure that they know exactly still what they have at quarterback. Um, uh, I, I don't. I wouldn't say either of them really uh, blew me away, and I'm sure some people will clamor for Gunner because he actually put the ball in the end zone through the air uh, to an unlikely target. I, I thought the least unlikely target uh, in uh, David Bouvier. Is that how you say his name?
0: Well, there was actually um, some debate on that this morning on the, the Sunday morning show that I produce because someone said it's Bouvier. And there was, really? we okay. Well, and that was someone who knew of the family growing up because he's a Lexington product, so that's why they were saying this. So there was...
1: Well, it's also Versailles, but we call it Versailles. Yeah, that's... Kentucky, so I think...
0: It goes into, yeah, we don't know. We'll, well, maybe we'll try to get some clarification on that week, this week, and report back.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I But... Also, uh, tip of the cap to him because, you know, former walk-on, earned a scholarship in camp this year, has been a special team standout, and, you know, all of a sudden there he is as a weapon. You know, all these names that people have mentioned uh, at wide receiver and some of these physical specimen that they have and big-time recruits, and here comes David, either Bouvier or Bouvier, um, with the big touchdown catch. So that and I thought the Dory of the receivers, the Dorian Baker catch, um, you know, as he's come back from injury, he made a, a very impressive catch and threw some contact. Um, was I think in the second half, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, otherwise, not a lot of standouts in the passing game. For CJ Conrad, I think he caught three balls, but for like twelve yards. Nope, um,
0: didn't even get to double digits. It was only nine. Nine yards? yards.
1: Was it nine yards? <laughs> I thought. Yeah, I was, I was trying to remember. Uh, you know, I, the passing game I think is going to be a concern going forward until we see more, but uh, at least, and I don't think you, the next thing you wanted to talk about, at least they have the running game to lean on. I think that was the big encouraging piece of what happened is that in a game where you turn it over, what, they end up with four or five turnovers?
0: Four turnovers.
1: Yeah, but when you turn it over four times uh, and you're, you're down at one point to Central Michigan, um, you know, that, we've seen that movie before with Kentucky, and that's often a recipe for disaster, the fact that they could kind of comfortably win a game When all those things go wrong and the passing game's not really hitting on all cylinders um, is a testament to how good the running game was. And I think the defense also uh, played pretty well. But the fact that they they I think, just short of 300 rushing yards, two guys over 100 yards, um, I think they're going to lean a lot on that um, until they kind of figure things out, until that passing game gets a little more settled.
0: Two things Stoops said, about one about each quarterback. One... Gunnar Hoke he said he was proud of him for the way he came in and he used him as an example in the post game talk to the team about how you if you're a backup you should always stay ready because when you get thrown into a situation like that you know with a minute or so on the clock he leads down scores a touchdown and Kentucky has a lead going into halftime as opposed to you know being down to Central Michigan and that would have been probably caught a lot of eyes nationally UK fans would have been very upset about it but he's able to do that and then come back and then of Terry Wilson I found it interesting that he said that they're going to be looking, basically I'm paraphrasing, they're going to look to try to take some stuff off of Terry Wilson's plate because they're asked, they are asked the quarterbacks to do a lot. Darren Henshaw and Eddie Grand have discussed how every play is a read. So maybe they're going to simplify some things for him going into next week. And I think that could help him because, you know, when you, when you watch some of the stuff he does did, it seemed like he was overthinking things to a certain extent.
1: Yeah, and that's one thing I think you don't want him to do going into the swamp. What is going to be a tall order to win at Florida, um, which no Kentucky team has done in 30-some-odd years. Um, No team has won against Florida, period, in 30-some-odd years. Um, I don't think you want him to be sort of mentally scrambling uh, or second-guessing himself um, in decision-making down there against the speed of that defense. So. Um, I think that would be wise and I think it would also be wise to really really lean really lean on the running game and I think it if there's any positive in terms of setting yourself up game plan wise and, and setting up how the opponent will approach you um, you know if you're Florida you're thinking let's sell out and stop this run because that's that's the one place where they're dangerous well that you know if you can if you can uh, complete some balls down the field that that does set up some play action uh, passing and give you a chance to to hit some home runs, and if they could do that early, hit one of those early, then it opens up a lot of things for Kentucky. I just think um, that's maybe the one disappointment for them, is that they were running the ball that well and didn't really capitalize on it at all in the passing game, but um, now it's on film. they got two backs and really three. I mean, Saheem King, I thought, played pretty well also. Um, that That's big. I think the development of A.J. Rose, I think people thought he could be good and be a 100-yard type back, and be a, a compliment to Benny Snell, but hadn't fully seen it uh, in a game yet. And so that was, I think, significant. I mean, he really popped the first big play of the game, the 50-yard uh, touchdown run. So um, there's there's definitely, I think, more positive than negative, even though, you know, you'd rather probably blow out Central Michigan by a larger number, 17-point favorites and one by 15. But uh, all things considered, for for a first game, one, it wasn't a loss. That's big. We've seen them do that before. And, and two, I think there were, were definitely some things to build on. The fact that you can rush for that many yards with a new starting left tackle um, is not insignificant either.
0: Finally, on the quarterbacks, and then we'll switch gears and talk about some other position groups. Mark Stoops was very directly asked if he was going to be using two quarterbacks going forward, and he said, I don't know. So if he doesn't know, <laughs> clear as mud. We don't know. Um as I said we'll we'll break down a little bit of the running backs and maybe try to get into some defense here in a second but first I want to let you guys know that it is fantasy football season and FanDuel has never been more fun or easier to play. It's not if you're not a fantasy expert then FanDuel is clearly the best place for you to play. FanDuel has something for everybody and there are more ways to win than ever before. Don't believe me, here's how how does this sound? This season FanDuel is running a free $250,000 survivor contest. This is the biggest free Survivor Contest ever. Here's how it works. You pick one team to win each week, and you can't reuse that team again for the rest of the season. This locks before week one, so don't miss your chance and sign up now. I'm pumped to play in this Survivor League, and I just joined last week. Here's what you do to get into the free $250,000 Survivor Contest. Just go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Oh, as an additional bonus, new users get a $20 bonus. When you make your first deposit on FanDuel, come play with me at fanDuel.com slash locked on. You are locked on Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. All right, Kyle, you were, you were like messing up my segments there the whole time. You kept trying to talk about the running backs when I wanted to talk about the quarterbacks. So I'll just let you uh, overall. Were you, <laughs> I, we hadn't mentioned this about him, though. Benny Snell had a fever of 102 when game day started and still and, rushed the
1: night the, uh, the, the night in the hospital right the night no, the game
0: no no he was not he didn't spend the night in the hospital he went to the but hospital he was in
1: the hospital the night before right? no
0: the day of he went to the hospital to get fluids the day of the game the morning of the game oh in the morning okay i yes. thought it was the night
1: before uh, yeah that, i mean and it seemed like there was you know buzzing on social media about whether he would even play um, and then aj Rose comes out and pops the big run. and um, you know i was kind of wondering what what or how much we'd see benny but uh, comes in and what carries it twenty times, I think. Uh, ended up with 125 total yards and a couple touchdowns. Um,
0: like I said, he I, would.
1: Yeah, right. Well, see, I, and I feel like I should be off the hook on the uh, our over unders we picked on that one because uh, you know he was he was sick. It doesn't count. He, he ran for 125 yards when he was sick. I think that if you do the math on that, that's over 150 yards if healthy.
0: I think um, I should be off the hook on the over/unders for Terry Wilson since he got injured.
1: Because he got hurt, yeah. So I think we're both we're both off the hook. Or just, we, we just how about count them as they are, and it'll come out to the same score.
0: How about we be, uh, just to make ourselves feel better? We'll just both say we're two and zero. Oh.
1: Exactly. <laughs> we I think officially I went two and one, and you went one and two, right?
0: No, we both went two and one.
1: Oh, just because we had the different, yeah. yeah. So I had Josh Allen. We both had Josh Allen with more than. One and a half tackles for a loss, and what did he end with, end with? Two or two and a half?
0: He ended with three. Three, okay. Yeah, he, and he was a
1: he was a force. Uh, I had Benny over one hundred and fifty uh, rushing, and he was just under. Uh, and then I um, uh, had I went under two hundred and fifty total yards for Terry, which he was, and you went over two hundred and fifty, which he was not. That's correct, uh, but there were extenuating circumstances on both of those, uh, with Benny being sick and Terry being uh, briefly injured. So, so that's we go into we go into week two, both two and one. I think we'll keep this tally all year. I don't remember what the what the score predictions were. I think we were both pretty far off. I, I know I was off, pretty far off. I what? think I picked the win by twenty five ish or something.
0: I said thirty seven to seventeen. So I was.
1: So not bad. Twenty. I was, that's pretty I was close. in the ballpark. I almost nailed the Alabama-Louisville score, exactly. Uh, right after the first uh, Bobby Petrino, uh, we're going to win, uh, quote, I I tweeted 51-10 Alabama, and I think it was
0: 52-14. Not bad. So, and yeah, I was about, pretty pleased with that. Speaking of UK quarterbacks, like we did last segment, Mac Jones actually did get in that game. If any UK fans were wondering about what he's up to these days. He's the quarterback. Throwing
1: a, throwing a third, uh, third competitor into the Tua-Jalen Hurts <laughs> battle, right?
0: Uh, I don't know about that.
1: Um, yeah. But honestly... Tua, Tua, Tua is going to be really good, by the way.
0: He's Tua good not to be on the field. <laughs> um, I think the, the thing that A.J. Rose, some of the stuff, and obviously the competition is Central Michigan, and not to disparage him too much, but you know that is an SEC-level competition. Some of his runs were just impressive. I mean, he had 104 yards... On only eight carries, that's ridiculous. A 13 13 per carry average is just phenomenal no matter who you're facing.
1: Well, yeah, and you could say, like, well, he had the big one. Well, if you take that away, the 50-yard touchdown, he's still over 50 yards rushing on the other seven carries. Mm -hmm. So that's a – I mean, he had a solid day even without the long run, but to show sort of the breakaway ability to get that big one uh, significant and then then the handful of other just kind of tough runs that he made um, very impressed, and they need that. They, you know, your whole reasoning for uh, not picking Benny to go over 150 rushing yards was, you know, they can't keep wearing him out. They've got to, they've got to find an answer to to give him some rest and to, you know, complement him in the running game. And I and I think they have. I think really as a two man job um, with Rose and King, I think they have. I think they have a nice um, complementary pair of backs um where they don't have to feel totally panicked. Um, you know, if he has to miss a game with an injury or if he has to miss a few series with a turned ankle, or if the guy just needs to catch his breath from carrying the team on his back, I think I think we can see that they have... I mean, it's not like we don't know what Zaheem King can do. He's been around long enough. You know he can give them a little something. Uh, he could you know, maybe use him in the passing game, turn a short pass into a big game. He's kind of the quicker option. And then, I really... Uh, AJ Rose is a, is a kind of similar to Benny. I think a little more upright, a little taller, little not quite as much of a dump truck as Benny, um, but can do some of the, those same things. I think he can run between the tackles. Um, so that was that was good. Um, you do have to take the competition into consideration, but I think it was significant as much as anything for for Rose's confidence. He's a guy who really wants to be that next guy. Uh, hasn't gotten a chance to show it much, and and when he did, he kind of really shined. So that that Central Michigan or or you know Florida International or whatever else it would have been, uh, I think you have to be happy that he was productive in the opportunities he got.
0: Yeah, and the one other thing in the running game that I'd like to mention is that Benny Snell touchdown where he basically <laughs> yeah he jump like. Run. He jumped. He hurt. It wasn't like a true hurdle, like you see sometimes, uh, guys do, where they just completely jump over a guy. But he jumped over a guy enough to allow the other defender, who was also trying to tackle him, to basically tackle the defender who he was hurdling over and take them both out of the play. And then he's in the clear. Uh, the photographer that we use for the website, you know, Big Blue Insider, Brandon Turner, had an amazing shot, and it's just incredible to kind of see him like leaping over these guys. And they're both standing there, and they're kind of... They just... Somehow he breaks... It was it was one of those deals where it was incredibly athletic, but it showed off a ton of his strength, too. I just... I, I thought he was going down for sure, and then all of a sudden you see him, he's like, he's still running. He's going to score a touchdown. How did he get away from those two guys?
1: Kind of... kind of Not really jumped over, I didn't feel like, but it was like jumped out of a tackle. Um, very, Yeah, it was very impressive. And he did some yakety-sacks... Music uh, for the two guys crashing into each other as they went to try to take down Benny Snell. So, um, and you know, let's say again, to do that, to have sort of that energy and strength in you when you were getting an IV fluid earlier in the morning in the hospital with a with a virus and a fever is um, also says something about Benny Snell.
0: Yeah, and at the end of this, I'm gonna. I've just decided I'm gonna play a clip from EJ Price about uh, Benny Snell. And he compares him because EJ was at Southern Cal, who obviously has a ton of talent. And he talks about Benny in comparison to some of the guys who are, were his teammates at Southern Cal and are now in the NFL. And it kind of makes you go, you know, obviously he's going to speak highly of his teammates. But it's one of those deals where you're like, if he thinks that, then this guy is, is something pretty special, which I think we all think. But, it, you know, it's always nice to have kind of confirmation from different people.
1: Yeah, and, and and as Benny tries to you know chase down the SEC another SEC rushing title, uh, very nice for him to pick up a, a decent chunk of yardage on a day when he wasn't 100. Um, percent The uh, Travion Williams at Texas A and M set the set the bar high at, in game one against a, a much inferior opponent, but I think he had like 240 rushing yards. So uh, Benny will have to chase him, and some several other good backs down. Um, Alabama will have a bunch of. A couple guys probably put up huge numbers, but I think he, that's a good st- solid start for Benny on a day when he didn't feel great.
0: All right, we're going to wrap up with the defense here, but first I got to let you guys know about my bookie. You know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice. Usually it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is, I don't know who's going to win, but if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me guys, they are the best th- bet this season. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. Lay down some cash and win big today. They have in-game live betting, the, m- the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys who just signed up for FanDuel out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Join now, my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar up to a thousand dollars. Use the promo code ONCOLLEGE to activate the offer. That's ONCOLLEGE. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use that promo code ONCOLLEGE when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. You mentioned it when we were going through our over-unders, Kyle. Josh Allen was just an absolute uh, beast ripping through a hold one time and still getting a sack, that kind of just showed what kind of player he is.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, a big focus for him was he came to Kentucky as a a string bean, uh, relatively speaking, uh, and it's just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. But I think in coming back when he could have gone to the NFL draft, probably been second, third rounder probably, Mm -hmm. Uh, and wanting to be a first rounder was, you know, can he get even bigger and stronger? And I thought he looked... Uh, he, he looks a little bigger and he, and he, he played uh a good deal stronger i thought um again level of competition but you know if you're that type of player uh and you're playing in central michigan you ought to have a game like that so he he did i thought what what you know an elite player should do uh, against the level of competition and i was i was impressed with him i thought jordan jones made some really nice plays um that's good for people to see he's battled a bunch of different injuries he's obviously had his his you know, non football related issues um, that are pretty well documented. Um, but for him to come out and play the way he did, what, what was his final stat line? I know he had a, a huge hit on, I think, a sack um, at one point yesterday. Um, if you have those in front of you, you I don't may I, just, not. I
0: have the quick one. I, and he's not on there. He was, uh, he had a bunch of tackles. Uh, the leading tackles were, uh, wait, actually, sorry. I have, that's a third quarter one. Got my notes mixed up here. Uh, yeah, Jordan Jones finished with eight tackles and one sack, um, and he also had a half sack, half tackle for loss as well. Um, Josh Allen had ten, ten total tackles and three tackles for loss, as we mentioned. Um, I, you know, I asked Stoops about Jordan Jones after the game, and I don't know if it was Stoops just trying not to rev up any kind of hype on him, but he basically kind of skirted around the question, which he often does. He mentioned one time that he missed an assignment or missed a coverage. And then overall, he said he would have to go back and look at the film, which is his default answer when he doesn't want to answer something. I agree with you, though. I thought he played really well, specifically kind of coming back from injury. And Stoops did mention his discipline and how he he did pretty well. And in all actuality, that's kind of been the major problem with Jordan Jones is being undisciplined, getting penalties, being out of position. And it seemed like he did that pretty well.
1: Yeah, I think – for a lot of us, the big plays stand out and the coaches are watching all the little things. Um, you know, and, and yes, he made a couple big plays, but not maybe Mark and, and some of those guys noticed, you know, hey, he's still not doing everything right. And, and, and Stoops talks about this a lot. You never know. Every game is decided by three or four plays and you never know which one it's going to be, like, while it happens. Um, but in review, you say, like, those decided the game. And, um, you know, if you're Jordan Jones and you make... Four great plays in the game, but you are the one who gives up. You know, your blown assignment gives up the fifty-yard touchdown because you weren't where you're supposed to be, or you know, didn't happen in this game, but it has in the past. Or your you, your personal foul uh, extends a, a drive, which you know, Chris Westry had a penalty, I believe it was, yes. that prolonged a, a scoring drive for Central Michigan where they they had them stop. And and those are the kind of plays against good teams um, that it kind of. Wipe out anything good you did because they can cost you the game, and I think that's probably where Mark Stoops' head is at when anybody asks him about Jordan Jones. All he can think about are the you know the one or two plays that he doesn't make or mistakes that he does make that can cost him a game and I think he's just doing everything he can to rein in Jordan Jones to tap into all that potential that's there because we obviously know he's an elite level talent. Um, and probably, as you mentioned, never let his head get too big because he he's a guy that just walks such a fine line between dialed in and off the reservation, so yeah. um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see follow that over the course of the year. Can Jordan Jones keep his head about him uh, be really focused not only in the x's and O's but in just not not doing something silly that can be costly but i but but I thought he played in the moments that that I noticed him, I didn't notice. He didn't make me notice him for anything bad yesterday. Um, and he did make me notice him two or three times for, for making really good plays.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, that overall, the defense played really well. But to your point, you know, Stoop's looking at little things and things bugging him. You know, when he kind of got a chance to brag on the defense, he did to a certain extent in the press conference. But then he wrapped it up with how that penalty really, really bugged him. And he'd already, the Chris Westry penalty, and he'd already mentioned it and been asked about it earlier. It kind of just, Came at the end. He was just like, yeah, but that really bugged me. So, also of note, Cash Daniel in his first start led the team in tackles with 11. He was he was really solid as well. Um, so we're going to be talking a lot more football this week. Um, but I did we're going to get to that clip I promised as well, and we're going to say bye to Kyle. But Kyle, I did want to let you share with the people. You know, if, if they want to get on board and get their business out there, how could they do that?
1: Yeah, man. I, I it, you know, if you, you've already heard, probably if you've listened to this entire podcast, and if you listened to the previous week weeks worth of podcasts, you've heard us uh, uh, talk about some some national businesses. But if you're a local business in Lexington or just even anywhere in Kentucky, and you want to reach the fan base right where they are every day, uh, we're talking Kentucky football and basketball and all other sports Monday through Friday, every day on the Locked On podcast. Um, and, and you can reach those rabid fans if you want to send us an email at LockedOnKentucky at gmail.com, LockedOnKentucky at gmail.com. Um, ask how to advertise with this podcast, and we'll tell you. We've already got a couple uh, local sponsors signed up. Uh, we're really excited about that. You'll start to hear uh, more about them over the next uh, few days. But um, send us an email, LockedOnKentucky at gmail.com, and find out how you can reach Kentucky fans every day here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.
0: Thanks to Kyle for joining us on his drive back to KY after a little bit of a holiday weekend for him and his family. We're going to wrap up this edition of Locked on Kentucky with a little bit of audio from EJ Price. He's talking about Benny Snell. EJ Price, of course, was one of the left tackles that is trying to replace Landon Young. We're going to break that down a little bit more this week, so stay tuned for that. But I just wanted to give you these comments because he compared him to some people And Benny Snell is stacking up against some great football players in E.J. Price's mind. Benny, he's probably
1: one of the, I was at USC, so I've seen Ronald Jones, I've been in the locker room with Juju Smith-Schuster, Dory Jackson, I've seen special athletes, and Benny Snell is one of the top athletes I've ever played with or have ever seen. So when he does it, it, it's kind of, I don't want to take anything away from him, but it's I expect it. So it's not surprising when he does that. And I I try to finish my block to the whistle every day. I want my teammates to make it to the end zone. So when Benny does what he does, it's not surprising. Again, it's the expectation. And he's just a great athlete, one of the best I've ever seen.
0: Thanks to everybody who listens. Be sure to be subscribed, rating, and reviewing this podcast. Share it with anybody you think would be interested in it. And then ask them to rate and review. All that really, really helps. You can follow me on Twitter at CurtisBurch, B-U-R-C-H. Follow Kyle on Twitter for the time being at Kyle Tucker underscore SEC. If you follow him now, when he announces that new job, his Twitter handle might change, but he'll still be in your follows. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Kentucky. We'll talk to you soon.